Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and on the podcast today, we are diving into our next session from Seek the Joy Summer. It's a summer of self-care with Ashley Sondergaard, and Ashley is a yoga teacher, self-care coach, entrepreneur, and the host of the Yoga Magic podcast, and I loved it connecting with Ashley for Seek the Joy Summer and for this session because she really has a beautiful way of making self-care manageable and approachable. And so in the session, Ashley shares how we can turn our everyday routines, things that we do every single day, into meaningful self-care rituals and how we can really approach our self-care in layers. We also dive into shifting our mindset around self-care, the power of asking ourselves what we're allowing back into our lives as the world opens up again, and Ashley shares her top tips for bringing more self-care into our lives and into this summer season. I really wanted to have a conversation for Seek the Joy Summer about self-care, and when Ashley and I connected, it just made so much sense to sit down with her for this conversation because so much of approaching our self-care and doing so in a way that feels meaningful and manageable for us is identifying where we are in this moment and not attaching any judgment around it, not saying, oh, we should be doing this or we should be doing that, but just recognizing where we are right now, what our baseline is, what our basic needs are and going from there. It's about starting small. And Ashley breaks that down so beautifully in today's episode. So let me tell you a little bit about Ashley before we dive in. She is a yoga teacher, entrepreneur, and host of the Yoga Magic Podcast. And so for eight years, she has studied yoga, meditation, astrology, and mindfulness practices that really prioritize self-care and self-discovery. After having her two girls, Ashley discovered the hard way that taking care of yourself first is the only way to take care of others. Today, she supports her students and clients in up-leveling their everyday routines into magical self-care rituals. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I really want you to be able to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. And so that's why I'm so happy to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The last year and a half, there is no doubt it's been difficult. And that's why I think now more than ever, it's important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. And this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, so you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. So as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. So far, I'm having the best time sharing these sessions from Seek the Joy Summer, and we are just getting started. But today's episode with Ashley, 
I really think couldn't be more on time. We dive into different tools that we can use to bring more self-care into our lives and into our routine. And we dive into a little astrology and Ashley is just wonderful. I know you're going to love this one. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Hit follow and subscribe wherever you are tuning in. And without further ado, let's dive into this one. I just cannot wait for you to hear it. A Summer of Self-Care with Ashley Sondergaard. Ashley, thank you for doing this with me and, and talking all things self-care today. Oh my gosh. Thanks, Cindy. I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with you. Me too. Me too. Okay. So I think a really good place to start is how do you define self-care? Because for all of us, I mean, I have found it's it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it's so different for everybody. And it's also become sort of this like weird like being now people talk about self-care as, you know, through marketing and through just yeah. like, it's so buzzy, right? Like self-care is such a topic. However, it's, it is a big deal. It's very important. And I think we're all just sort of like waking up to this. So I define self-care as the ability to take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. I mean, at the end of the day, our role is to, is to keep this, this world, you know, moving Mm -hmm. and, and taking care of other people, but we, we cannot do that if we're not in a, in a good spot. And I think that's really where self-care comes in, but it's like weirdly hard to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is weirdly hard to do it. You know, I had a really wonderful conversation with someone. Her name is Akia Red last year on the podcast. And she said something that like really stood out to me. She says, the purpose of you filling up your own cup is not so that then you can give to others. It's that anything that runs over after you filled your cup, that's what you give to others. You don't give your cup Mm -hmm. to other people. And I, I literally looked at her when she said, and I was like, oh, my God, for all this time, I thought taking care of myself was so that I could have something to give to others, but really it's for me first. And then the rest, Mm -hmm. you know, the overflow is for somebody else. So what you just Mm -hmm. said so reminded me of that, because I think when we talk about taking good care of ourselves, it can feel uncomfortable. Like, do I deserve this level of self-care? How do I, how do we even start to figure out to take care of myself? It has become such like a full-time job, I think too, to figure all of this out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you, you throw families in there. And I think I love that idea of like the cup runneth over, right? Yeah. And I think there are times where, especially if you have little ones, where you're just trying to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. And so your job is often them first. And it's just, you know, it's often a stage, but I, I work with a lot of women, a lot of young moms who are, who are kind of figuring this out. So I, ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to share that with some of those clients. That's great. It's, good. it's a good kind of like analogy, metaphor, vis- visualization. I don't know, one of the three mm-hmm. to kind of keep in mind. And I know for what, like almost a decade, you've been really studying yoga and mindfulness and these practices to be able to tap into um, self-care for yourself and then also for your clients. And so I'm curious, was self-care something that came naturally to you or was this like a muscle that you had to build for yourself? Yeah. I love the idea of it as a muscle. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it used to come pretty easy to me. Um, I think with, 
being in a young professional setting, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I have time. I can do this. And then when I started to build a family, when I had kids that I I kind of felt like I got hit by a bus. Like I no longer knew how to do that. Like what it meant to take care of myself. So I really had to relearn and granted, like I had all the tools. I was teaching yoga. I was meditating. I was doing the things, but that it wasn't nourishing me in the way that I really needed right then and there. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to listen to what my body needed. You know, what was my intuition telling me about what would fill me up so that I could really, really take care of my family. And now ultimately, you know, my students and my clients, Mm -hmm. sometimes it was, you know, taking a nap if that was possible. Other times it was like, maybe hiding in the bathroom for five seconds. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. it's so yeah. weird. It doesn't have to be anything big. So it was a muscle that I needed to relearn. Mm-hmm. I love what you said that you had all the tools, you had all the practices, but it wasn't nourishing you in the way that you needed. I think that is such an important point because the truth is, is you can try and do everything, but if it doesn't nourish you, if it doesn't fill you up, if it doesn't rejuvenate you, then it's not your thing and that's okay. So I think even learning that for yourself of knowing like, you know, I got to just find the thing that clicks for me. It's for me, it's been like a journey of releasing judgment, self-judgment, pressure. Um, You know, we, like you said, self-care is so marketed. So being able to kind of do that journey of trial and error, I love this focus of what does actually, what what will actually nourish you? Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's talking about the kind of the pressure. There's so much Mm -hmm. shoulding in self-care. You should be meditating. You should take a bubble bath. You should get your nails. I was like, but also... (laughs) I don't want to do those things. It's not helping me right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I know part of what your work too is about how we can turn our everyday routines, what we do in our lives uh, into self-care. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like, what does that mean? Turning Mm. our everyday routines into self-care that we can actually probably enjoy and tap into and get something out of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like to work in layers. I learned this from a very smart friend who deals with the psychology of self-care and we talk about the layers of self-care and that first layer kind of being just like your basic needs, right? Like going to the bathroom when you need to go to the bathroom. Like, this is such a funny concept to bring up all the time, but like, I'm like looking at you, like you're a very accomplished, like you're doing all the things. How often do you wait to go to the bathroom until it's like, oh my God, I'm going to pee my pants. Like, Honestly, too often I know. because you figure like, oh, I'll do it in a second. And then next thing you know, it's been an hour and you're like, I didn't get up yep. to go. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. I think we're all guilty of this. Yeah. And this is like, this is a, an issue. And I think this really shows us that we're not prioritizing our own well-being, eating real foods, drinking enough water, getting the adequate sleep that we can with the situation that we have, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'll just do one last email at 10 PM at night. Like, no, but like, why? Right. I know. And I still have trouble with this. I think this, like, this is, this is a part of the process. So identifying what your baseline is, right? Like, what are the basic needs that you have? What do you need to get in the mindset of putting your own well-being in the front of others is hard. It's hard work. So I always start there. Mm -hmm. That next layer is, is really those more like daily practices, like, potentially a gratitude practice right away in the morning or taking 10 minutes of meditation 
prayer, you know, what it is that you, that really does give you that moment of respite. I love to tack it on to other habits. So I think I know a lot of people talk about habit stacking, where Mm -hmm. if you're going to make your coffee in the morning, you do it every day, you might as well do a gratitude practice as a part of that routine. And then it becomes, you know, it comes a part of your regular process. So I like to get really detailed with individuals. and, And that's why my show exists is to give people tons of different ideas on Mm -hmm. how to self-care so they can try it on. They can see how it works in that like middle stage. And then I think that like top layer is like your, you know, your bougie days at the spa or like going for a lunch with friends or like things that are just like a little bit extra. They're not necessarily every day. Um, but getting a healthy balance of all those things and, and being okay with prioritizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So many things I want to say in response, but I love this idea of starting with just your everyday basic needs because we go from zero to 100 real quick with self-care. We go to that top extra level. We think that's what self-care is. Taking care of your needs in the moment, self-care. Going to the bathroom when you need to go, self-care. Drinking enough water, self-care. But we don't look at those things through that lens. We kind of... Now, I don't want to say we take it for granted, but it's so, you're on autopilot. It's so mindless. Like you're not focused on those things. So I love this idea of starting with your basic everyday needs, then focusing on things that you can add in that will add um, greater comfort or nourishment for you. And then the top layer is like these extra things, like these bougie things. I love this. It's about breaking it down. And you know what? It feels more approachable. It feels mm-hmm. like I could do this rather than, oh my God, I got to carve out time for like a bath that I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy. No, no. <laughs> so I love, I love this. I love this. Good. Yeah. It's, it can be really accessible. And I think it sometimes is overwhelming to think about the options, right? When they're presented to us yeah. or someone is shooting, or we're looking at our, you know, these people in our life that you think on Instagram, like totally have it all together and they're working out and they're getting their nails done and they're doing all the things. It's like, oh my gosh, like I should be doing that too. When in fact, you know what, that might not be at all what you need. Mm-hmm. I really do. I use spirituality and and astrology and sort of all these like fun woo ways to get really niche for people. Um, but it just, again, it's so personalized mm-hmm. for everybody. It's really personalized. And I have found too, that in order to really, I think, embark on a self-care journey that fit me, I had to shift my mindset around self-care. I'm curious if you had to do something similar or what your thoughts are around our mindset when it comes to self-care Because I think that's a big issue or something that, not issue, but something that I think we all kind of tackle in the moment. I agree. Yeah. I love this question. I, you know, mindset is so important to Mm -hmm. anything that we're doing in a regular day. The shift for me really came, I talk a lot about, you know, about becoming a mother because it really did help me see things. One, that I didn't know how to do it when I actually like needed to take care of myself. Two, when I thought I have two daughters, there's three and they're five. And I mm-hmm. want them to be like bosses. Like they're going to just rock the world, right? Do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. When I had to think about what, you know, they, they mimic everything that I do. You know, they see me as this like goddess, which I am, right? <laughs> and, you are. Oh, I love it. You we are. are. We all are. Oh. And I have to show them what it looks like to take care of myself. Like would I, if they were to see me constantly 
running out of steam or overwhelmed or maybe, you know, like upset because I didn't do what I needed that day, they wouldn't do that themselves. I wanted to show them that like, this is really important to take care of yourself. I want you to be well. And like when that clicked that like, oh, like they see what I do and they mimic what I do, I better start doing it. It became so much less selfish in my mind. Mm -hmm. I felt no longer felt that guilt. And I was truly able to give to them plus, you know, all of these other people in all these other ways. So taking some away of that guilt felt really good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love this because often we feel a lot of guilt about taking good care of ourselves. We feel like we should be spending the time in a different way. Do I deserve this? So just even beginning that process of removing that lens of guilt for yourself and knowing that even just for you to show up as yourself, not your best self, but just show up as yourself in any given moment. I think it means you have to take care of yourself. And it goes back to starting with self-care, I think at that base level that you talked about and looking at self-care as a non-negotiable as opposed to an afterthought. Mm -hmm. For me, that was a huge mindset shift as it's a non-negotiable. I got to put it in my calendar. It's something I have to do. It's not an afterthought. It's not what everything else is done. It's here right now. It's super important for me and, and my well-being. I agree. I agree. That's yeah. And, and I think too, picking a few Mm non-negotiables, you know, sometimes like, uh, you know, people will be like, let's do like 10, right? Like these are my 10 non-negotiables for day. Okay. Whoa. Maybe pick like, (laughs) two or three in a day, maybe even one, one, I need five minutes of prayer or meditation. And that's like, that's going to set me up. Maybe it is longer, but like identifying, like truly, Mm -hmm. what do you need consistently every day? I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love this idea too, of starting small. Cause when you were like, some people want to pick 10 things. And I was like, yes, but oh my God, overwhelming. Right. Especially when you're somebody that's used to taking care of others and not necessarily taking care of yourself, doing so many things at once is like, I can't, that's like a surefire way to guarantee you will not start practicing greater self-care because you're overwhelming yourself. So I love this advice of starting small. Is there anything else you want to share with people, either tips or advice when it comes to just beginning to incorporate greater self-care or looking at their everyday rituals, routines, you know, just beginning to utilize that as greater self-care for themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, I think give yourself grace. It's try stuff on, see how it goes and let go what doesn't what doesn't work for you. I, I like to recommend give it five days, five days, see how it feels. And this is intuition practice, right? Like this is listening to yourself about, yeah, I, I kind of like that, but mm, it's it's not a for sure. So I'm going to maybe move on to the next thing and, and really getting in tune with, all of those senses with your, your real joy, right? Like seek, seek the joy in this experience. Yeah. Seek it in your Mm self-care. That's beautiful. I love this idea of giving yourself grace. We don't give ourselves enough grace. And I feel like as we enter this summer season, the world is opening up, at least for us in the United States, it is in a really big, profound way. And I just feel like We're going to be so consumed with doing things we haven't done over the last year. Yes. And I've been thinking a lot about like, how am I going to feel? You know, I have all these new routines and rituals and things that I do because I've been home. And now I'm going to have the opportunity to be out and see friends and do different things. Making my self-care still a priority in this new season that's not only summer, but also this new season of 
re-entering the world, I'm not going to lie, Ashley, I have felt very nervous. I Mm. have been feeling like, how am I going to do all of this? I'm curious how you've been feeling Mm. with this new shift and change that's coming too, as it, you know, pertains to self-care. Mm-hmm. It's such a good uh, thought right now. So yeah. actually another friend did an episode on this. Like, how are we reimmersing ourselves? I don't, I don't know yet. I'm looking yeah. at my schedule literally right before we hopped on here. I was looking at my schedule and I was thinking like, what, what am I going to cancel? Cause I can't do this much. All of a sudden it got really busy, really fast. Yeah. You know, whether it's, it's like, Oh, I can do an, these appointments again, or I can see this friend or like my kids can do these activities. And we, we got into a really good groove about how much we could handle. And all of a sudden I think it's gotten a little bit chaotic. And so mm-hmm. I'm taking a step back and doing some, some canceling. I think the the best approach to this is to think about what you're letting back in, right? Like what you've created this like harmonious bubble theoretically mm-hmm. <laughs> during this time. Yeah. What are you allowing back into your schedule? And let's just hope that it really does fill up your cup, setting those boundaries, mm-hmm. listening to that intuition about like, this is what I need. This is what I don't need. I, I think we still do kind of have this like weird excuse, um, with COVID. And like, if you don't want to see somebody, you don't have to see them. It's no. okay. You know, no, you don't. I love this idea of asking yourself, what am I allowing back in, in this time? And I, what are you letting back in? What are you allowing? What are you excited to welcome back in? You know, for me, like the measure is that level of excitement. So seeing friends again, I feel super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, going to a big barbecue with people that I don't particularly enjoy spending time with, but it has some of my friends are there. I'm going to skip it. You know what I yes. mean? So it's about, yes. I think that barometer of yourself for yourself of what is going to bring me joy? What is going to excite me? What is going to nourish me? I think the last year has shown us we can and we should, this is a good should though, we can and we should create boundaries for ourselves around our mm-hmm. self-care. And part of that is, part of that self-care is those boundaries and not letting overwhelm be the barometer or the measuring stick of, oh my God, wait, I actually need to pull back. Doing things you know, along the way so that you don't necessarily reach that point of burnout or overwhelm or chaos, like pure chaos. Mm-hmm. Cause if your schedule looks like mine right now, it's, is a lot. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure it's, it all out. So I love yeah. what you shared. Am I excited? What am I allowing back in? What am I allowing yeah. back in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those boundaries are real communication of your self-worth. I think mm-hmm. like we we're communicating when we impede on our own boundaries. And so, yeah, everybody get, look at that calendar. Let's, let's bring it back to literally like as you're listening to me and Ashley, as you're watching us right now, like whip out your calendar and start looking at all the things that you put on there. And, and is this going to make me joyful, happy, excited? Am I looking forward to it? If you have an ounce of dread, red market, cancel, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, you had mentioned earlier, you really have tapped into your spirituality when it comes to self-care with astrology. I'd love it if you would share with us, you know, some of the tools that you use in your life, um, both to bring on greater self-care for yourself, but, you know, also with people that you work with as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do love the spirituality piece and, and you, you really hear that woven into my show, Yoga Magic and, and yoga in itself is, is very spiritual. So that's kind of where 
um, I came from in terms of my personal practices. And when I, the tools that I really like to use for myself and working with others, meditation is often at the top of the list because it is so simple yet so profound. And when I say simple, I don't mean easy. I think the practice itself is simple to do on your own time. You don't have to pay for it, but it's not easy. And I think that's why it's so important. So meditation always is right at the top. I love to use astrology as a self-study tool. I use it with clients because it helps me get to know people without spending a ton of time, like, you know, poking around their life. I can look at their chart and I can say, okay, wow, like here's where you shine the brightest. Here's your emotional um, well-being. Like here's how you're motivated. Here's how you communicate all these different ways. And it's so crazy spot on. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of blows my mind. So I use astrology as, as its tool, looking at the natal birth chart to give people ideas, to sift through the, like we said, the millions and millions of different ways that you can self-care and bubble up maybe 10 or so that like seem to really resonate with this person and their, in their natal chart. And then give that as an, a suggestion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are like some, those are the top of the list for me. And the other thing is, is that variety of like it constantly changing like day to day, week to week. What am I interested in? Like what feels good? Um, just that tool of, of mixing it up mm-hmm. feels really good for me for someone else that might not be the case. Um, but I, I love to learn. I imagine you do too. I think if you're in podcasting, like it's so fun to talk to other people and learn new things. And that just gives me like some freedom to be like, cool. Yep. I'm going to mix this all up. What do I need listening to that intuition? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that you use astrology in this way to really tailor self-care for yourself and then for others, because we talked about this at the very beginning. It's like, we see so much out there about what self-care is and what it should look like, but truthfully, it's going to be unique to you, your needs, your interests. Um, you know, do you like variety? Do you like consistency? I mean, it's going to depend on the person. All right. Well, now I have to ask you, what is your sun, moon, and rising? Ooh, yes. I don't know. I just like, I have to ask. Yes. Yes. Cancer sun. So I'm like a mama bear to the max Capricorn moon, which is Mm. a a full moon. So total opposite, which means a little bit heavy inside, which makes sense. (laughs) um, (laughs) Rising Aries rising. So like very over the top. I'm like, well, not over the top. I shouldn't say, but just like very initiating. Um, what is, what are yours? Um, so Aquarius sun, Taurus moon and cancer rising. Ooh, I feel the cancer. I feel that like you can just, I think if you have cancer in your chart, you people just like want to share more, Mm -hmm. especially as a cancer rising. I bet people just like bring you all the good things and like you let you listen and like are there for them. Like that's, you know, it's funny you say that because I have really been like that my whole life. Like everyone will just tell me everything, Mm -hmm. especially my friends. And I, I'm like, wow. Okay. That's a lot of info, but I love it. Like I really love being able to sit with somebody and process and hear what's going on, which is probably why I have a podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's probably very hand in hand. I love it. Yeah. And your Aquarius Mm -hmm. sun is so cool because Aquarius is the water bearer. Mm -hmm. So people, again, may bring you all these things because you're a nurturer, but you aren't going to embody it like say somebody else who potentially has like a water sun or tons of water in their chart you you hold space for people that's literally like Aquarius energy is like here I'm here for everybody so Mm -hmm. 
Oof, girl, you're a helper. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I This is not the first time someone has told me that. And it's not the first time I went, had that aha moment of how this podcast is so aligned. Like mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes so much sense. I'm curious too, you know, as we enter this summer season and it's, you know, warmer, the sun is out longer, the days are longer. Is there any self-care that you love to practice specifically in this summer season? I'll share mine, but I want to hear from you first. Oh, I love this. Um, Probably I have to think about like the, the shift in summer, you know, being, just being outside. So I live in Minnesota and it is frigid in the winter, right? Like, oh my you, God, you are in Minnesota. You've got some real cold winters then my yeah, friend. It's, it's bad. Rough. Oh it's man. Rough. So we're outside from the beginning of the day. I love to get up. I, I got a hammock this year. I don't know how do you guys say like hammock, hammock. <laughs> I, I, hammock, hammock. I don't know. Hammock. I got one on like just kind of on a whim and I put it in the backyard and I'm obsessed with meditating in there. So just as much time as I can spend outside, getting the girls outside, getting us, um, we go, you know, we bike to the park and we're doing all these things. We take full advantage of nature in the summer and man, sleeping, like you just sleep so much better. I don't know. It's, it's simple, but like hugely beneficial. (laughs) What are yours? I'm in Los Angeles. So we've got, sometimes it feels like a dose of summer all year round. We don't have consistent seasons, but for me, there's just something that I really crave and look forward to. It's this, like just putting your feet on the ground in the summer and feeling the warmth. And granted, when it's like over a hundred, you don't want to do that because that's a surefire way to burn your feet. Right. But I really love just like being able to walk barefoot and grounding myself in that way and feeling the warmth of the sun and just being outside. And I, I there's just, there's an energy around it that I just really love and I really crave it all year round. And for me, like that is self-care, like just allowing myself to um, get a little bit of vitamin D that I I don't get year round, you know, being at home or being in the office, you know, working um, and not having that luxury all the time. So uh, that for me is probably the biggest. And I would say, you know, time with with people that I really love for me is self-care as well. And so that opportunity for connection and now we're going to get it and just having good boundaries yeah. around it, but having it for me is just feels so good. I'm very excited. Oh, yes. Excited. And also That's this good. is so random, but like making things in the kitchen that are like nourishing and, you know, mm. for the hot weather, like I love making homemade popsicles. Like this is so random. Oh, yes. This is so, so random, but like I don't do this year round. So like for me, it's just little things that like feel good in the moment. It also reminds you about being a kid. For me, mm. that feels so good in the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, yeah. Cooling practices in the summer. I mean, like through the lens of Ayurveda, which is the science, sister science yeah. to yoga. Like that's yeah. very much a, what we should be doing is in the hot months, cooling our bodies down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we didn't touch on when it comes to self-care in this season? I want to make sure we get all of this good stuff in, but I feel like we've We've really talked so much about it. Like, I just love this idea of starting small and starting with things that you do every day mm-hmm. and to really just begin to nourish yourself because you know what? It doesn't have to be a big grand thing or it can be if you want it to be, but starting small, just, I don't know, actually last year feels really, really good and aligned to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that like, it's okay to be thinking about this, everybody. Self-care is so important. Mm. It's okay to be thinking about it. It's like we have to give ourselves permission sometimes, like to mm-hmm. just even step into our own self-care. Like mm-hmm. we deserve it. This Ashley and I are giving you the permission that you don't need, but also may need. We're just telling you, you can do it. You can practice it. You deserve yeah. it, especially yeah. in this season. 
Oh, Ashley, I have loved sitting down and having this conversation with you. I would love it if you would share with everybody where they can find you, connect, tune into your beautiful podcast. And then I know you're sharing something I think is very cool with everybody who's attending this summer series. So I'll let you take it away. Yes. Well, thanks, Sydney. This was super fun and I'm excited to connect with your audience. Well, the the cool freebie, um, if you'd like to take advantage of this, is a morning routine for every zodiac sign. So you can use it for your sun, your moon, your rising, kind of like whatever you resonate with. Um, but there are a couple suggestions for every sign as to how you would treat your morning routine or how you want, maybe you want to try that. Again, the idea is to take away some of that decision fatigue and just give you a bunch of ideas. Um, and then if you'd love to, I'd love to connect with anyone um, that is interested in learning a little bit more about this. So my show is called Yoga Magic and I touch on a number of different self-care practices with experts, with um, people that are doing the work. And then I just share my own experiences as well. And then I work individually with clients one-on-one -on -one to really be an accountability buddy in this self-care journey. So we use astrology to really set it up and see, okay, what's, what should we try? And then I am right there with them, cheering them on to make this actually stick. Um, and yeah, I have one-on-one -on -one spots open all the time. If you want to if you want to do this if you want to dive in a little bit further i love it all right everything is going to go right underneath this video so everybody check it out connect with ashley get this beautiful guide to crafting your ideal morning routine through tapping into your personal astrology ashley i have loved i have loved this conversation thank you for coming on seek the joy summer series and being part of this self-care in the summer i think I'm just so excited to hear how it goes for everybody. So if you're tuning in right now, drop in the chat, what self-care practices are you going to give yourself the opportunity to, to tune into and tap into this season? I can't wait to hear what everybody is going to do in the world of self-care. So Ashley, thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.